Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good day, sir. Start with the Surrey police fight. Oh, now. let's start with that one. Yeah, because so as we speak, Mike Farnworth, public safety minister, is being scrummed in the hallway, two floors up. Yeah, on on this very issue. So, as I reported last night, the reports are in. The uh, Farnworth asked for uh, his ministry asked for more information from Surrey Council, Surrey RCMP, and Surrey Police Services. All three have now come back with reports uh, to, uh, given to the ministry uh, last Thursday and Friday. I know Farmworth wants this thing over one way or another, yeah. but as you and I were talking off air, you read the tea leaves either way here. You know, you could you could make the case for going back to Surrey RCMP, you could make the case for going forward with Surrey Police Service. We don't know which way they're going to go. Yeah, it's a little ambiguous and difficult to predict exactly what's going to happen here because, you know, we were, we were both paying very close attention to what Farnworth was saying on this earlier, and he seemed to be tipping his hand a little bit that, you know, they, they wanted to just go... F- continue to go forward with the transition. They didn't want to go backwards to the RCMP. At least that's the way it sounded, that's right? That's the impression I've been getting. Also, keep in mind there are Surrey MLAs yeah. involved here. I know Gary Begg, a uh, former RCMP member himself, is the, the government whip. Oh, yeah. uh, Where does I, he stand on? I think he stands in the, that it's too far gone. You can't go back. Okay. I think Harry Baines, the labor minister, is of the same view. Yeah. The, other, the other wrinkle here, and you know, I've talked about this before, the Surrey Police Services has a union. Yep. Uh, I don't think Harry Baines wants to rip up a union contract and basically decertify a union. So that's another thing at play here. Ginny Sims is a MLA favors a referendum. Yeah. Right. Um, not sure where Bruce Ralston or Rashna Singh stand on this, yeah. but uh, that's at play as well. I, my, again, you could read this either way. My gut tells me they're going to go forward with Surrey Police Services and, and not the RCMP, which seems to be sort of... Um, a culture in the past. The other thing, you know, look what's going on with RCMP and Prince George right now. There's hmm. uh, five officers charged up there with manslaughter and obstruction of justice. What does that have to do with it? Well, because it's the RCMP. Yeah. I think RCMP, is a, as a brand, is taking a big hit across the country. Uh, Nova Scotia, the mass shooting there, the RCMP took a huge hit. So that might tilt the B.C. government into saying, go well, ahead and, and well, set up I your just, own police I, force. I just think it's another factor. You yeah. know, who knows? Like, a, a, But then again, maybe it's easier to stick with the RCMP. Maybe that's a less of a political headache. Who it's, knows? A, it's tough to predict, Like, especially when David Eby, the premier, made yeah. some interesting <laughs> cryptic comments about this as well the other day. So let's listen to this. Now listen closely to David Eby here talking about this Surrey policing issue. Have a listen. We're working hard at the provincial level with City of Surrey staff to clarify the numbers and the plan uh, to make sure that we're discharging our duty and get this back as quickly as possible to uh, to, Surrey's, uh, to Surrey's hands. He back wants as quickly to... as possible to Surrey's hands. Yeah, because when I heard that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. So yeah. if he's saying he wants to just let Surrey decide this, well, it, it almost effectively sounds like he wants to let Brenda Locke decide I, it, I, the, the Surrey mayor. Exact same thought. Ran it by some people in government said, no, wait a minute, you could read this a different way. So 
cryptic is the word you use. I think that's a, a good word to des yeah. describe his comments. Right now, it's like criminology, trying to read everything, uh, who's standing on the podium with who as the parade marches by uh, right. in terms of trying to figure out which way they're going to go. Meanwhile, we've got this 17.5% property tax hike in Surrey that the mayor is basically trying to blame on this whole police mess. That, well, you know that she, she feels, that she wants to. She basically wants to pin this on Mac, Doug McCallum. She, so Brandlock holds a news conference four o'clock on Saturday with short notice. Uh, she, seems like a deliberate ploy to avoid media scrutiny. No media outlet has a full crew on Saturday. Mm. Reporters at four o'clock are on deadline. I don't know if there were any reporters at that news conference. It was just designed late in the day to ensure minimal scrutiny of a huge tax increase. I talked to a cabinet minister over the weekend who said, if we suddenly announced, provincial government announced a 17% income tax hike <laughs> without showing any yeah. numbers to support it, it would be like a huge controversy. Yeah. So again, the, it's incumbent upon Brenda Locke and Surrey Council to show the math. What what exactly, give us a line by line breakdown to support a 17% well, uh, tax increase. The other interesting thing is she's saying that, by the way, you ain't seen nothing yet because the tax hikes in the future could be even higher. Well, she talked if about you a 55%. Right. She's saying if you don't let us keep the RCMP, which is cheaper, I think everyone agrees that the RCMP is cheaper than running your own police force, And that's force, not right? a concern necessarily to the provincial government. Uh, Mike Farmer's statutory responsibility has nothing to do with the budget. It's to ensure there is uh, proper police protection in that municipality. So even if it... So it, even if it's you know, cheaper... What, what if did she say? There was going to be a 50% tax increase? 55%. Oh, my God. So, again, it doesn't matter. Uh, Farmer's requirement, and this is the whole provincial cabinet is going to decide this, not just one guy. But anyways, he's the line minister. His statutory requirement is to ensure there's proper policing uh, and safety levels for the citizens of Surrey. It doesn't yeah. matter about the budget. Right. So, you know, here's the other thing, though, because you've got the Surrey police service that are trying to get this new police force up and running, and they're listening to the mayor saying, by the way, if we keep doing this, if we keep going down this road, you're going to get a 55% tax hike. You know, the Surrey Police Service are saying, hang on a sec, we don't agree with this. We think you're spinning these numbers. Mm -hmm. So let's listen to Ian McDonald here. Now, this is the spokesperson for the Surrey Police Service speaking this morning to Simi Sarah, saying that they don't believe these numbers that the mayor is spinning here, and they want an independent look at it. Have a listen. Surrey taxpayers are confused. I think there has been confusing numbers and i think there has been the conflating of numbers and uh and i think that's the reason that we've asked for an audit i think that uh, taxpayers in surrey deserve to know what is creating the costs who is responsible for the costs and where would we ultimately situate those costs depending on on which way the transition goes well you know it's a little late in the day to have an audit well, yeah. so i think what you're going to see is a de facto audit by the um, solicitor general ministry they are the ones who now have received the reports and had their questions answered from Surrey RCMP, Surrey Council, and Surrey Police Services. They will basically perform their own version of an audit yeah. here. They're going to be looking at the numbers that, and, the, and the answers coming back from all three, and they're going to make a call in terms of a recommendation, likely, to the minister which way to go. And it sounds like it's going to happen pretty soon, like maybe... Well, I, last time I talked to Farmworth, he says, oh, I want this over with. You know, we're talking, I uh, think, a few weeks Okay. Uh, not months. Yeah, soon. Um, have you followed this story about the Kitsilano junior oh, basketball yeah. team? Okay. So I spoke to the coach this morning, Kenny McIntyre. He's the coach of the junior boys basketball team, Kitsilano High School. 
And they, of course, have been disqualified from the provincial tournament. They got kicked out of the mm-hmm. city championship because they say they had an ineligible player played a few games during the regular season. Now, he's the coach said basically this was a mistake. They didn't realize the kid was ineligible. As soon as they knew, they, they pulled him out. They sat him down. And, you know, should these kids be disqualified as a result of the adults making this mistake? So here's what he said to me this morning. This is the coach. Have a listen. The intent of the rule makes sense. Recruiting and stacking teams outside your catchment at this level is, is so strange. It's, we're talking about 15-year-old high school basketball. We're not talking about university here where recruiting is what you do. We don't recruit. We show up at the gym and we coach kids. Yeah, I, I played junior basketball when I was a kid, and we didn't recruit. I think this is a completely bureaucratic Overreaction. Gone crazy for we're talking. They did technically kids. break the rules, though, right? Yeah, but I don't think that warrants the suspension of. A, of but again, as a former high school basketball player, it, it, it's a crushing thing for for all those kids to lose out on a on a That's provincial the tournament. This, yeah. the, the punishment doesn't fit the the infraction here at all. Yeah, I mean, and you don't. As, I feel as the sorry coach for the points kid. out, you're not recruiting at that level. University recruits. Sometimes high school, senior high, you know, maybe that does happen. Uh, I played, I remember um, switching schools to play uh, football, and I had to get permission from the other coaches to play f- football for, for a different school. Oh. So that was the rule. But um, it was, again, if a kid just, this is not a star player. He, he was getting I mean, he four to- points a game. Yeah, he told me that this kid is not like, this, you know, the, no. the new Kobe Bryant, like he's he was a kid who's playing. He said, I think he said he averaged four points a game in the game games that he did play. These, these kids are so, playing for fun. To lose out their season for the or the tournament is ridiculous. Yeah, and now on the other side of it, like I have heard from parents this morning saying, "Hang on a sec, my my son played basketball at his school, and he followed the rules because he switched schools and he had to sit out for a year. So why so why should this school, you know, they broke the rules and get a pass? Well, we followed the rules. You have to. You have to question why should that rule even exist at that level? Yeah. You don't see a lot. You don't see kids getting recruited to win a fifteen-year-old uh, basketball tournament. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not like a, it's not like NCAA March Madness no. going on no. here. So, no. okay, phone me on this now. Tell me what you think of oh, that. We one. used to play kids high, and we always beat them. All right, Keith Baldry is my guest. Baldry's beat right to your calls. Tony and Coquitlam. Hi, Tony. Go ahead. We have rules, and the rules need to be followed. Like the gentleman before said, uh, his son stayed for a whole year because he changed school. It's a rule. And furthermore, we we teach kids participation, sports day. Everybody gets a ribbon. I kept my kids away from, from participating in, in any of those school events because everybody got the same ribbon. There's no competition. There's no following rules. There's nothing. There's a rule. Follow the rules. Simple as okay. that. No if, but, no maybes. Thank you, Tony. Rules are rules. Yeah, well, I think uh, some rules are better than others. And in terms of the punishment, I'm not sure. the I don't, Well, the punishment does not fit the crime here. I mean, this is a kid who's not a star player. A technical breach ruins the, the year for another dozen kids. Really? Yeah, is that, I mean, is that the, what's, what's supposed to happen the, here? The coach told me that, you know, they didn't recruit this kid. He said he didn't know who this kid was. No, he showed up at tryouts day one. breach and, of a very technical rule, and they yeah. get hit with a maximum penalty. Come on. Yeah. David in Surrey. Hi, David. Go ahead. Oh, hi there. Um, I agree with your last caller in regards to rules. Uh, as adults, we all have to follow them. But kids are in high school for about five years, <clears throat> and I bet you uh, at least over 90% of them That'll be the only organized sports that they're ever in. Yeah. 
for me, right. yep. that's, I'm a little bit passionate about this. I can't believe it. I think the rule for this particular instance should be looked at again, should be changed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. it's, it's, they're only in school for five years. To take a year out of that, it's, it's a memory that that kid will never, you know, it, may, it might turn him off sports. Who knows? Yeah, no, I think again the penalty doesn't doesn't fit the the uh, violation here. Yeah. I mean, suspend whatever. This was not a star player. There was no recruitment going on. The team did nothing wrong to their knowledge until it was discovered by another team. Who uh, this reminds me of some little league coaches and parents going crazy when forgetting that we're talking about kids here. Well, and the caller makes a good point. Well, I was a high school athlete. Very important to me were sports. Played a lot of sports. And to take a sort of be killed for an entire year uh, for a provincial tournament because of something you had no idea was even going on strikes me as ridiculous. Let's go to Laura in Richmond. Hi, Laura. Go ahead. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, these guys aren't grown-ups, like the adults that are supposedly making the rules, because it is ridiculous. And for the adults that are saying rules are rules, we have to follow them, sure, when you're an adult, you follow them. You try and set good examples for teens. But cut them some slack. And this kid has just changed schools. And the circumstances may be challenging for him. And now you're making him an outcast. He's the reason that the team can't play. How's this kid going to fare for the rest of his high school career at Kips? Mm-hmm. Kips was fabulous at basketball. And I think there's yeah. probably some basketball envy from some of the people making oh, the yeah. rules. Yep. My kids yep. went, they were through basketball, and they were always the top, you know, AAA or whatever. So anyway, I think they should cut them some slack, let the kid play, mm-hmm. let him be part of a new community. They're going totally to ruin agree. his life, and they should be ashamed of themselves. You talk about Thank basketball, envy. I used to cover the BC High School Boys Basketball Tournament, mm. which is all the elite teams in the province for two years as a cub reporter. There was a lot of politics mm. involved in that, a lot of envy in terms of, and and competition. It was a f- it's a fabulous tournament. Yeah, no question. And, sure. and as someone who you know, I played high school sports, a, a number of sports, and the passion's quite considerable. But when you get to grade twelve, grade twelve is a lot different than grade ten and nine. It's, well, it's that's a, the thing. It's, it's not a different like, thing. It's not like these are senior kids that are no, angling for like a college. Uh, you know, trying to find their way, uh, including in sports. Maybe basketball. Just try it. See if I like it. When yeah. you get to grade twelve and you're playing on the senior team. That's more of an elite status. Well, especially if you're maybe going on to university or yeah. you're looking for a scholarship or something. Yeah, but no, I mean, I, you're talking 15-year-old kid here. Yeah, so. yeah, which is a big difference between an 18-year-old. Yeah. And again, from personal experience, I went through the whole Burnaby system in Burnaby South, an elite basketball school. I never had a chance to make that senior team because I just wasn't good enough. But you didn't, I played, you didn't grow that extra foot. No, or, or have that, that kind of talent. But I played yeah. years before that. But uh, yeah. when you get to grade 12, it's a lot different than grade 10 where you're still trying to f- find your way. Hardy in Coquitlam. Hardy, you have 30 seconds. Go ahead. Oh, thanks for my call. I want to pile on the sports thing. Uh, the recruiting takes place at a much younger age for a lot of private schools, especially in football. I've been familiar with that for 30 years. But Unfortunately, this reality prepares them, the kids for the fiasco that went on in Surrey and municipal politics with Doug McCallum and the huge tax bill they're going to have. I mean, unfortunately, these things happen, and this is why programs like yours exist, because lots of people want to talk about it. I mean, it's sad, but it's reality. Thank you. Thank you, Hardy. 
Well, we're going to see if Brenda Locke can stick this tax increase to Doug McCallum's hide. I'm not sure she's going to be successful on that.